Hello friends, welcome back. Now, Dresden is not here again. We recorded an episode, but I lost the sound file, so uh, this is the backup episode. But it's still coming out on Friday. Sorry again that it's uh, going to be a little late scheduling, but that's just kind of how it works. Now before we get into the content, I got a couple things I got to uh, talk to you guys about. I hope to get some guests on soon. I'm talking with my cousin who's a super interesting guy and a bunch of my friends who you know, are really interested in coming on, and I'm interested in, like, the topics they've talked about, so, um, you know, just, uh, look for that, um, yeah, I really, I have big plans, I guess, for this podcast, um, so, yeah, without, uh, further ado, let's get into what we want to talk about today, huh? So today, we have, uh, Austin's favorite movie, which was Age of Ultron, 7.3 out of 10, so higher than, uh, Jumanji was last week, which was, uh, 6.9, now, 7.3 is pretty high, and he got 75% of Rotten Tomatoes, and 91% of fans like this movie. Now, it's got the original cast, you know, all your favorite actors, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, Chris Evans as Captain America, it's got Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Mark Ruffalo as Hulk, and Elizabeth Olsen as uh, Wanda Maximoff, which was the Scarlet Witch, and... Um, and she had a Russian accent in it, which I hated so much. I don't know why. It was just terrible. Now, it, of course, had James Spader, which he's so awesome. I love him. And his velvety voice is like a white Morgan Freeman, but not because they have the same voice, but because their voice is so distinct. Um, love James Spader. He's his Ultron and so basically the story is um, Iron Man, Tony Stark, basically is trying to bring peace to the world with, like, AI Iron Men. So he's building these other robots that can kind of, like, think for themselves and keep peace for themselves. But this new AI technology uh, gets out and escapes into his, like, robots that he built that are kind of like Iron Man and has this consciousness and he basically follows that same mantra to keep the peace, but he thinks by keeping the peace that means uh, extinction of humanity. So the Avengers are fighting that and uh, it's a pretty killer movie. Um, I thought it was just so awesome. And, um, you know, now some trivia within the movie is that awesome party scene right before Ultron, like, shows himself, they're all trying to lift Thor's hammer, and we see, you know, they're, they're all trying, and then uh, Captain America, he is able to move the hammer, just a little bit, but, you know, when we see Thor's face falter, so it's, it's a funny little goof, but it actually shows that Captain America can pick up his hammer, and of course, if you saw Endgame, then you can see that he can so he was always able to lift Thor's hammer but being the kind of awesome guy that he is that Captain America is you know he's so righteous he is deciding to spare Thor's feelings and uh let him keep uh ruling Asgard Marvel actually wanted Thanos to be the next uh villain for this movie but Josh Whedon who's the director was uh wanting to stay grounded in Marvel and was like no so he had the idea of Ultron 
and was just had Ultron be the main villain uh, in this. In the comic books, it was Dr. Hank Pym, uh, the Ant-Man, the guy who created Ant-Man, essentially, uh, created Ultron. Um, but you, we see that Hank Pym gets his separate storyline in, in the Ant-Man movie in 2015. So um, we see that it was uh, developed by Tony Stark. Now, Quicksilver's character, whose real name is Pietro Maximoff, I think is how you pronounce it. He's kind of confusing in the Marvel timeline because he shows up in uh, X-Men Last Stand in 2006 and then the Avengers in 2012, um, but in 2013, Marvel and Fox um, reached a resolution that Quicksilver would be in Age of Ultron, but he uh, could not reference relations to X-Men or Magneto at all. Um, and no reference to uh, Quicksilver's membership uh, in the Avengers could be made vice versa in the X-Men movies. Um, and in Age of Ultron, he's not even referred to as a mutant or in every other Marvel movie. Uh, just like, you know, other debates between uh, Fox and Marvel, uh, this led to two different versions of the same character, both of which are presented in two separate franchises, so... Last little bit of trivia, which I think breaks down Ultron the best, because when I first saw it, I didn't really like it. I was like, oh, he's not that bad of a guy. He never does anything himself. But rewatching it, I was just like, well, he is a major villain wanting to extinct humanity. So uh, James Spader describes Ultron as self-absorbed and immature. Quote, he sees the world from a very strange biblical point of view. Because he's brand new, he's very young. He's immature and yet has a knowledge of comprehensive broad history and precedent, and he is created in a very short period of time, a rather skewed worldview. So I think that wraps Ultron perfectly. You know, it describes him perfectly in what he's supposed to be. So, um, you know, I think that uh, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm pretty pleased about, you know, double the length of the first episode, which you know, was like two and a half minutes long, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with this, so guys, uh, thanks so much for indulging me, I hope you had a happy Christmas, and you are having a happy Hanukkah, and I, uh, hope to see you guys next Wednesday. James Spader!